to the Icon Church podcast. Icon Church is one church in five locations. Our vision is human flourishing. We pray that this podcast helps you to flourish in life. For any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Let's take our seats because I want to get straight into it today. I've got a few things I want to share. I'm going to read the verses we've been reading for four weeks. And uh, I, I really feel, you know, doing this, focusing on this, this passage for four weeks, it really has built week on week. And each week, God drops something new into our hearts. And so I, I've really enjoyed it. And I hope you have too, if you've been able to make all four messages uh, if not, you can catch them on our YouTube. If you want to catch up, that'd be great. So Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 34. Sermon on the Mount, um, very famous words of Jesus. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and your body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? I love that. Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? I love that, much more. Do you, do you want to help me preach this morning? What, why, why don't we all say much more after three? One, two, three, much more. Will he not much more clothe you? You have little faith. So do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows. (laughs) I love it. Knows that you need them. So seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. What a worry, worry is. Uh, These verses I've been talking about how these verses, I believe Jesus wants to aim us. That's why we entitled the series AIM. It's why we, you can't see this if you're watching online, but we drew a target. This will obviously have to disappear this week. So um, any painting volunteers will be helpful maybe. But um, we drew a target because we want to suggest that Jesus is aiming us towards somewhere where we can collide with his grace, where we can collide with his favour in our lives. We're not just thinking about a new year, 2020, an iconic year, but we're thinking about a new decade 10 years. By the way, have you written today's date? 02022020. You'll never get that again in your life. What about that? Oh, maybe it's only me that thought it was pretty cool. 02022020. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Obviously, I'm all alone. But we've been thinking about Jesus aiming us, taking us forward, and pointing us in the right direction. We've been talking about don't aim low. These verses talk about, don't aim for these things. The pagans run after these things. Your father knows. God's got it in hand. We talked about aiming high, aiming as high as we possibly can. 
and going forward. We talked last week about everyday actions and convictions through which we know that we're on the path and we're pointed in the right direction where we can collide with God's love and we can collide with God's faithfulness. And we've said that this all matters because direction and not intention determines destination. We can have the highest intentions in the world, but it's our path, our direction that determines our destination. Uh, Last week, Tracy Yeomans from our Chesterfield campus brought me an article that she'd taken out the newspaper. I've spilled ink all over it. But basically, this article is about a um, teacher in Cardiff and a maths teacher called Francis Aleve. And he taught his entire class, 30 pupils of year 11 pupils, and they all gained A-star grades. All 30 gained A-star grades. But wait for it. They gained A-star grades Six months before they were due to take the exam. Six months early. And the article tells us and he tells us that the key is to aim high. To aim as high as you possibly can. It talks about how he instills in the mind of pupils the belief that they've already tackled the hardest sums in class. They've already done the hardest work, so why fear the exam? He sets up an expectation that they will get the top grades. And the newspaper says, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. The teacher, Francis, he said this, those who convince themselves they are a failure will look for evidence to support their conviction. The title of this article actually was Proof That Aiming High Really Does Add Up. I want to talk today on the idea, the title, the subject of You Are Not Alone. You are not alone. Because I want us to know whatever we're facing in life, the Holy Spirit is with us. Whatever we face, wherever we walk, whatever we go through, the Holy Spirit will be with us. There's nothing that you and I will face that he hasn't already faced with millions of other people. There's nothing that can outfox him. There's nothing that can outmuscle him. And there's nothing that can outmaneuver him. There's nothing that the Holy Spirit hasn't got wisdom for. And lacks wisdom. And just like the teacher sets up an expectation in those children, in those pupils for good grades, I want to set a very real expectation in our lives that the Holy Spirit is always with us. That He is our companion along the path. And that He will be with us forever. You see, but the Holy Spirit will be do more than that. He'll be, it'll be more than He'll just be with us. The Scriptures teach us that the Holy Spirit will be our guide. They teach us he'll be our defender, our comforter, and our counsellor. You are not alone. And I want us to have that expectation that whatever we face in life, whatever situation we find ourselves in, we will know that the Holy Spirit is by our side. And in that moment, he can be our strength, he can be our comfort, and he can be our counsel. That we will know that in any moment, we can say, thank you that you are here with me right now, that we are not alone. I've been thinking about adventures and adventurers and journeys and, you know, with this idea of the path and, you know, I've been, I've got my little Bear Grylls knife here. It's my, it's, it's not quite a Swiss army knife, but it's a, it's a good make and it's got all kinds of tools on it. It's got more than I'm showing you actually, but because it's got sharp knives and I didn't, I didn't pull them out, but there's a couple of saws. There's even a thing you can clip on a zip wire and it's apparently meant to hold the, the weight of a man. So we've got this set up over here. 
I thought, we'll not give that a go today. I've got a pair of scissors, I've got bottle opening, I've got screwdrivers, all sorts of things in there. The fact that people go on an adventure, actually, I read about it seriously. They take these things and they survive with these things. They have these multi-purpose tools, etc., for the, for the journey ahead. And I've been thinking about that. And I've been thinking about how we need something on the path. Because we'll be tempted to aim low. We will be tempted to doubt. We'll be tempted to worry. And, and we'll have this temptation come upon us. And we need something to help us in those moments. In Matthew 6 and verse 13, Jesus said this a little earlier in, in this sermon. He's talk, teaching us how to pray. And he says, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from the evil one. Do not worry. Lead us not into temptation. We need something for our journey. Something along the path. We'll be tempted to think that our way is better than God's way. I know when sometimes when you're sat in church and you've just been worshipping and you feel the presence of God and you're with God's people, you think, no, no, no. But you and I know Monday morning, sometimes we're tempted to think our way is better than God's way. And sometimes in every area of our life, we're tempted to think that human wisdom um, is better than God's wisdom and that God's wisdom is too difficult or too hard for us in our life, whether it comes to our children, our career, our relationships, our health, our finances, we are tempted. I'm just speaking from personal experience. We can be tempted to think we know best. But the good news today is that we haven't got a multi-purpose tool. We haven't got a something. We have got a someone who is with us forever, the Holy Spirit. John 14 and verse 16 Jesus said this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. And we said last week, that word advocate can mean counsellor, comforter. And he will give you another advocate to help you and he will be with you forever. That word paraclete can be translated advocate, counsellor, comforter, as I've just said. But it really means somebody alongside, somebody called alongside to help. In other words, where you go, The Holy Spirit goes. You guys can help me on this side today. Where you go. All right, let's let's go to the intelligent side. Like where you go, you're never going to be alone. You're never going to be alone. When I was a teenager in church, I, I heard some strange things about the Holy Spirit. Would you like to hear a few? Darby, would you like to hear a few? Sheffield, would you like? Here's here's a few. Uh, I heard somebody say that the Holy Spirit gets out of the car if you break the speed limit. (laughs) Anybody else hear that about the Holy Spirit? So I had this picture of the Holy Spirit. Remember, I'm just a teenager. I became a Christian at 13. I'm just a teenager. I had this picture of the Holy Spirit afraid of dying. I had this picture of the Holy Spirit afraid of speed. Like, like to me, the Holy Spirit at that point is like genie. That if you go too fast, like she is afraid of speed, let me tell you. If you go too fast, it's like, stop it, stop it, slow down, slow down. Uh, when our kids learned to drive, they loved it because they just had mum in the car and you knew what was going to happen. But I had this picture of the Holy Spirit afraid of speed. And I think the one who created light speed, the one who created supersonic, the one who created quarks, afraid of speed. 
like it seems strange to me. Uh, I also heard this in church about the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit doesn't go to football matches. <laughs> I did, I heard it in church. In fact, uh, I went to a football match yesterday and thought it must be true because this is so bad. Why would he even bother turning up at this? The Holy Spirit doesn't go to football matches. I was told if, uh, on one occasion, if I go to a football match and Jesus returns, I'll be left behind. Life was filled with guns and war and everyone was whatever. I wish we'd all been ready. Larry Norman, uh, you're too young for that, I know. Oh, I heard some strange things. I heard that the Holy Spirit doesn't go to the cinema. And if you go to the cinema, he's not there with you. To which I thought, good, I can go and watch some things. (laughs) And God's not with me. (laughs) Oh, come on, come on. Like all the real people. I didn't do that. I was too convicted. No, this verse says that the Holy Spirit will be with us forever. He's someone who will be with us. And wherever we are, whatever we go through in life, that he will be there as our defender, our comforter, our guide and our counsellor. And so last week I said that the Holy Spirit is on your side every day. He doesn't take sides, but he's on your side every day. And I thought this week I'd just perhaps answer the question, what does that mean? What does that mean as we walk into a new decade, into a new year with the Holy Spirit at our side? And I've just got four things, and I'm going to share these super quick, that I believe you and I can expect from the Holy Spirit as our paraclete, the one alongside Here's the first, number one, numero uno. The Holy Spirit will be our comforter. We read in that verse that he's our advocate, which can be translated comforter or counsellor. 27 years ago, uh, Jeannie was in a car accident. She got two of our children with her. She, it was before seatbelt. She was in the back seat of her sister's car. And she was sat holding an eight-week-old baby called Sam, who's now 27, believe it or not, where did that go? And I think our middle son, Josh, was about six, and he was sat next to her. And they were in her sister's car, and uh, another driver came around the bend, and he was, came too fast, way too fast. He couldn't take the bend. He came over to their side. It was a head-on collision. Joshua was uh, thrown off the seat into the driver's seat, Jeannie's sister, and Jeannie's sister was then knocked forward and she smashed her face on the steering wheel, broken nose, etc. Jeannie had Sam. She was thrust forward and into the seat in front, but the seat broke. And in that split second, she passed like an expert rugby player. Sam into the footwell of the car as she went head first through the windscreen of the car. I got a phone call saying, and there'd been this accident, serious accident, and that both Joshua and Jeannie were very ill, and, uh, and so, uh, and Sam was asleep. <laughs> no, they didn't say that, I was just joking, I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> but, um, and so Gavin took me to the hospital, and you can imagine how I felt. You felt like it. You can imagine how I felt. I was afraid, I was worried, I was tense, how bad is it? All of those things, thinking the worst, believing the worst, all the things. But when, I, when we drove onto the grounds of the hospital, something happened. I had this inner peace. It was like there was an inner voice saying to me, everything will be all right. And as I walked into the hospital quickly, a nurse came and grabbed my arm. And she said, I need you to come and see your son. 
and uh, because we think he's bleeding internally and we're not quite sure if he'll live. You need to come right now. And I remember going to see Josh, first of all. They took me there before I saw Jeannie and they took me there and he was like white. Well, he could do that on purpose, by the way, if he didn't want to go to school. (laughs) Like he had a little button, sick. And anyway, but, and, but this, he wasn't kidding this day, and he was white. And I remember just putting my hand on him and just saying, holding his arm, and just saying, Josh, everything will be all right, repeating what that inner voice. And Jeannie had loads of stitches in her face and all over her body. Ended up with loads of stitches, but Josh wasn't bleeding internally, and thank God he was all right. What was that? That was the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit being my comforter in that moment. 2017, you know, I picked up a disease in Romania and, um, not Romania, Rwanda. Begins with R, doesn't it? And uh, in in Rwanda, I picked up this disease and I came back and I was in hospital and they told Jeannie four times I wouldn't live. They told me I wouldn't live. And I was in the bed one day and I'm hooked up to these machines. And it's actually the day that they've told us that I won't survive. They'd actually said to me, I want you to call anybody that you need to speak to because you'll go to sleep and you won't wake up. I can't remember them saying that, but, but people around me can testify to them saying that. And, I, I was, and you know, they were doing all kinds of stuff with me and Then I had this moment where this black car drove to the bottom of my bed. It's not a strange thing for black cars to drive to the bottom of your bed in hospital. And there was a black figure in and the head turned and it was Batman. I know, I know. It was Christian Bale as Batman as well. How good is that? And Batman turned and looked at me and he said, we've got this. And then he turned and he drove off. Well... That moment, I knew I was going to be all right. That moment, I knew I was going to be okay. I mean, I told that story the first time I told that story. In the first service, I, I said that it was Becky Owen from our Chesterfield campus that bought me this. But it wasn't, actually. It was Sam who bought me this. She bought me a Batman egg cup, which I'd forgotten all about. But Sam bought me this. What was that? I believe it was the Holy Spirit. Why did he use Batman? Because he is super cool. (laughs) But at that moment, I knew I would be okay. The Holy Spirit was just being my comforter. And you might be here today, and you might be in a situation, you're thinking, I can't cope. I want to say today, I believe the Holy Spirit can be your comforter today. You might be afraid today. You might be in a situation. You might be sick to your stomach. I want to say the Holy Spirit can be your comforter today. You might be worried sick you might be sick in in your body the Holy Spirit can be your comforter today and the Bible tells us about the Holy Spirit that he is the one who offers hope to us he can give us hope in helpless situations and often when the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit it actually links the Holy Spirit with hope there's this verse in Romans 15 verse 13 that says this may the God of hope I love it that God is a God of hope don't you like, I mean, uh, let's not go there. I've been to, yeah, anyway, forget that. God of, he's the God of hope. May he fill you with all joy and peace as you trust him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You can overflow with hope and I believe he can do that for you and me today. Isaiah 54 and verse 17, New King James Version says this, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
The weapon might be formed, but it won't prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. The Holy Spirit will be our comforter today. He can give us the comfort and the hope we need. Number two, numero dos. The Holy Spirit will be our guide. My Spanish is getting good, isn't it? Well, I can do numbers. <laughs> the Holy Spirit will be our guide. He'll be our comforter and he'll be our guide. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 21 says this. Whether you turn, you turn, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. See, some people are so afraid, I'm going to miss the will of God. I might make the wrong decision. I, I, you know, another thing I heard in church when I was a teenager, that the will of God was like a tightrope. And that actually, you, you kind of walk, I can't even do this on a stage that's like <laughs> eight meters. I, I, literally, I'm wobbling. <laughs> oh. But we were afraid of missing God's will. But this verse tells us whether you turn to the left or to the right, the Holy Spirit won't lead you. He'll be a voice saying, this is the way walking in. What if I make a mistake? What if I fail? What if I sin? I've got all these shortcomings. I've got all these issues in my life. You don't know me. These are all things that we say, aren't they? This verse tells us you will hear a voice. You will hear a voice saying, Walk this way. You will hear a voice. I love what the psalmist says, and I love how the psalmist tries to illustrate the extremity of this. He says this, even if I make my bed in hell, you are with me. The Holy Spirit is the paraclete. He's the one who's alongside us. And whether you turn left, right, or you go to the grave, he will be with you and you'll hear a voice saying this way. You know, every major decision in our life and every major decision actually in our church, the Holy Spirit has spoken to us. Somehow the Holy Spirit has confirmed or directed us. In fact, many times, as we heard earlier, Dwayne White has been involved in some of that as well. And he's here tonight. And so I encourage you, come back and expect God to be in this place. Speak to us as a church. Come from Derby, come from Sheffield, come from wherever you're listening, if you can. And be here because we're believing for God to speak to us. The Holy Spirit is the only GPS system we need for life. And it doesn't matter where you and I are today. He can get us from where we are to where we need to be. He will be our guide. Yeah, come on, let's thank him. You might not be where you want to be, but you're not where you once were. And the Holy Spirit can get you to where you need to be. I mean, Jesus even takes this to another level in Mark 13. When he says to the disciples, whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given to you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. In other words, even when you're swept up and you're swept up in accusation and people come against you and you'll be tempted to worry, how do I get through this? What do I say? Trust the Holy Spirit because he'll be your comforter and he will be your guide. I've talked about Jesus just holding our shoulders and maybe just wanting to point us and move us and nudge us.
It's the Holy Spirit that does that. He is our guide. Number three, numero tres. I'm going to keep it going. The Holy Spirit will be our teacher. He'll be our comforter. He'll be our guide. And he'll be our teacher. John 14 and verse 26, Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit. But the advocate, he uses that word again. The Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. He'll teach you all things. One version says he will lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is going to preach God's word to us. He's going to teach us God's wisdom. Like, like, like you, I don't think I know everything. Thanks for your enthusiasm. I think there's things still to learn. I think there's wisdom still to be mined in our life. And we don't need the Holy Spirit to tell us the facts. We, need, we know the facts. We need the Holy Spirit to tell us the truth. You see, the fact is I may be worried today. But the truth is I can trust God and be at peace. He can be my comforter. The Holy Spirit will remind me that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And in every situation, He can give me peace. The fact might be sickness in my life today, but the Holy Spirit will teach us the truth that God is my protector, my restorer, my healer. He's with me. Even whatever I have to go through, He is with me. The fact could be I'm afraid. I'm afraid, I'm in fear, I may be sick to my stomach, but the Holy Spirit will teach me the truth that says, fear not, for I am with you. The fact might be that I'm in need, but the Holy Spirit will remind me of the truth that God is my provider. He'll remind me of what Jesus said in these verses, your heavenly Father knows what you need. In John 15, 26, Jesus expands on this idea. He says, when the advocate, uses that word again, comes, whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes from the Father, he will testify about me. In other words, he will preach about Jesus. He will talk about what Jesus has done. He will give us the gospel. You see, religion is spelled do, D-O, do. I need to do better. I'm not good enough. I need to do better. I need to do this. I need to. Religion is spelled do. Faith is spelled done. Because of Jesus' death on the cross, I am forgiven. I am a child of God. I am accepted. I am loved. And I have a purpose. Faith, Jesus is spelled done. Religion is spelled do. There's all this stuff you must do. And so many Christians still live like this, but faith is spelt done. Jesus has done it all. Religion says, okay, okay, we'll accept that, but there's still a price to pay. But faith says Jesus paid the price. Jesus, his death was not in vain. He paid the price. He paid the price so you and me can receive all his goodness for us. Jesus on the cross said these three words at the end. He said, it is finished. He didn't say to be continued. He didn't say come back next year for instalment. No, he said, it is finished. In fact, let's read those words. John chapter 19, 28 to 30. Later, this is Jesus on the cross, knowing that everything had now been finished and so that scripture would be fulfilled. Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it and put the sponge on a stalk of hyssop 
and lifted it to his lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. That word, it is finished, that phrase, it is finished, is one word in the Greek language. And it means this, paid in full. Pay. Jesus, they could have translated that, that Jesus said, paid in full. Bill settled. <laughs> Don't you love that? I love it when somebody else pays the bill. Well, Jesus paid it all. He paid for everything. Jesus paid the price I receive. It's called grace. You and I, we don't deserve it. We can't earn it, but we can receive it. And we can accept it. And we can, more importantly, live in it. Live in it. I don't carry on living, therefore, as if I'm not good enough. I don't carry on living, therefore, as if I'm unforgiven. I live as in thankful, humble, but positioned as God's son or God's daughter, knowing paid in full, paid by Jesus. You see, too many people believe the gospel, but they live as if it wasn't true. They live as if there's still a price to pay. But the Holy Spirit wants to teach us to live in the grace and the favour of God. He wants to teach us and he will teach us to say no to what is not of his kingdom. And so that we can receive all that he has. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, you have a hope, whatever you are facing. There is hope. You have a future and a purpose, whatever your past. You can aim high. You can aim as high as you possibly can. You can aim for something great, regardless of your limitations, because of what Jesus did on the cross. Jesus died. He paid the price, the ultimate price, so that we could step forward, so that we could walk the path he has for us. So many people are afraid. What if I fail? Jesus nailed that fear to the cross. I paused. I wasn't expecting an applause, but this great. What if, what if people don't like me? Jesus nailed that rejection to the cross. I'm trying so hard to please God. Jesus never asked us to try to please him, but to recognize how much God loves us and how much he is for us. God is punishing me. Have you ever said that? You ever heard somebody say that? God is punishing me. Jesus nailed all that punishment to the cross. And the Holy Spirit will teach you that in every moment, God is not punishing, but God is working for your good in every moment. I've got so much shame. The Holy Spirit will remind you and he'll never stop reminding you. Jesus nailed all our shame on the cross. Uh, it's different for me. You're different to me. It's different for me. Jesus took all our excuses, all our reasons not to believe and he nailed them to the cross. And in their place, he sent the Holy Spirit who will be with us forever. He will be our comforter. He will be our guide and he will be our teacher. And finally, numero cuatro, the band can come back. Number four, the Holy Spirit will be our power. One of the verses we love at this church, and we use it a lot, Ephesians 3 and verse 20, says this, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. God can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power 
at work in us. You see, there's a power at work in you. There's a power at work in me. It's the Holy Spirit. If a teacher can position 30 students to get A stars and to get them six months early, what can the Holy Spirit do if He's the power at work in us? Let me tell you some of the things He can do. He can transform us. He can make us more like Jesus. He can do that. As my notes have gone back to last week's. It was a good message. And maybe my notes are thinking that was a better message than this one. Go back there. I'm, I've recovered. He can transform us. He can change us into Christ's likeness. It's called the fruit of the Spirit. He can set us free. He can set us free from things that maybe have held us and hold on to us, chains that can bind us in life. It's called the freedom of the Spirit. The freedom of the Spirit. He can encourage us. I love this word encourage because it means to put courage in. And we, I don't know about you, but I need that. I need courage. Sometimes I am not courageous. Sometimes I can, I, I can be fearful. I'm human. I need that courage. It's called the power of the Spirit. He can give gifts to us. Gifts like healing, prophecy, prayer, generosity, serving. All kinds of gifts. Some practical, some spiritual. He can give gifts to us. Gifts that will help others. Gifts that will build their lives, but gifts also that will build His church. He can do that. He can give us power. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. It says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And that word for power is dunamis. And we get two English words from that, dynamo and dynamite. And sometimes in life, like you've just got a wall and you just need to blow it up. The Holy Spirit can be the dynamite. He can be the dynamite in your prayer. He can be the dynamite in your faith that causes you to break through something that's withholding you and resisting you. But then there are other times you need the Holy Spirit just to be the dynamo. Because you just got to keep going. You know, when you're walking by faith and not by sight, when you're walking by faith and nothing's changing, out there, the Holy Spirit can be that dynamo, that power that means you keep going, you keep moving forward. Whatever. You can be called to do something and you, you start doing it and, you know, your expectation was like, it would just go success to success but then you find it can be hard work the Holy Spirit can be the power you need the dynamo in our work in our family in our life and as I close I want to close with a question it's a question from the Bible it's a question one of the apostles asked a group of Christians and I want to ask us the question today and maybe the answer will be yes to this question but you know, this is something that every day of my life, I ask God, fill me with my spirit, with your spirit today. And the reason I do that is because I know that living for Him is not by might or by power, but by His Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit is the power at work in me, He can accomplish way more than I can accomplish on my own. Acts chapter 19 and verse 2. One of the apostles, they meet some people who've become believers, followers of Jesus, and he asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no. We've not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. They didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you've done maybe Alpha. 
I know when we've run Alpha courses here or we had our own course at Icon called Start, when we've run that, there's always a, a session of the Holy Spirit and we pray for people and we talk about the Holy Spirit and we, pray, we say we're going to pray for you today, tonight or whenever the course is to receive the Holy Spirit. Maybe, maybe you've experienced that, maybe you've had somebody pray for you, but maybe not. Perhaps no one has ever prayed for you to receive the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit's at work in your life. He's been at work in your life before you were born. He's at work in your life. But here these people have believed and the apostle was saying there's more. There's more of the Spirit. And it's why every day of my life I try to pray, Lord, fill me with your Spirit today. So I'm not asking if you're a Christian today. I'm asking, did you receive the Holy Spirit? Have you opened your heart, your life up to the Holy Spirit? And here's what I want you to do as I close in prayer today. I'm just going to invite the Holy Spirit to come and fill us. Pray for each and every one of us. Just have your heart open. Let the Holy Spirit fill you because He's going to be your comforter. He's going to be your guide. He's going to be your teacher. And He's going to be your power in your life. But also you might think, I'd love somebody to pray for me personally. Find one of the campus leaders if it's in Sheffield or Derby or here. And even if you're watching online, why don't you, from where you're watching, receive the Holy Spirit today and let Him be the power at work in your life. As we close out this service, as we close out this series, this can be a new beginning for so many of us. You are not alone. The Holy Spirit is called alongside you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He'll be with you wherever you are. He will be your comfort. He will be your guide. He will be your teacher. And He will be your power. So come on church, why don't we stand? Why don't we stand in all our campuses? And let's receive today, just as we close out the service and as we worship, let's receive the Holy Spirit. You know, the Holy Spirit fills the atmosphere. Sometimes when I'm stood on the front row, I, I pray and I, I say this, I, I don't know how good this prayer is and it might just be crazy and you might think I'm crazy, but I pray, Lord, you, you're, in, you're in every droplet of water in the atmosphere. You, you're in every bit of oxygen and air around me. So I breathe you in and I receive you today because you're all around me. You're in this atmosphere that I can't see. You're in this water that I can't feel that's in this atmosphere, but you're in it, you fill it. And so I breathe you in today. So Lord, I ask you, Holy Spirit, come. Fill each and every person from the front to the back, from side to side. Touch every person today. Let people know your love. Let people receive your comfort, your guidance. Let them know the truth that you are speaking into their life. They know the facts, Holy Spirit. Give them the truth of God's Word, of God's light and God's life today. And be our power, God. Be our power, Holy Spirit. Be the power at work within us because You can do far more than we are able. You can do far more than we can ask or imagine if You're the power at work within us. We declare today, it's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by Your Spirit. And I pray for every individual today that we will be full of the Holy Spirit. And I pray, Father God, for us as a church, that we will be a church of the Spirit, energised, driven with the dynamo and the dynamite of the Spirit to move forward. We thank You for it and we believe for it in Jesus' Name. And if you receive it, why don't you say Amen and praise God this morning. Let's worship church. Let's worship together. 
We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Icon Church. If you'd like any more information about Icon Church, log on to our website at www.icon.church. Have the best week.